Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Friday, March 16th, and we're talking some Reds baseball. Pleased to be joined by Reds reporter for MLB.com, Mark Sheldon. Mark, thanks as always for taking some time, and let's start off with the news breaking on Friday as we do this podcast. Eugenio Suarez, third baseman, seven-year extension, $66 million. Uh, Does the timing surprise you, or um, is this pretty much something that they've been working towards? It's something they've been working towards. I, I had asked him after he lost in arbitration last month. He, he came to camp with uh, the platinum gray or blonde hair, and I said, you know, obviously, how do you feel? And he said he's still very happy to be part of the team. He loved the team. And I said, are you working on any kind of extension to stay long-term? He said that they were still talking. So I didn't necessarily know it was going to happen today, but I'm not too surprised. He's considered by the team uh, as a is a future leader. He's already kind of taken a leadership role. He's one of the good guys in the clubhouse, and they they think like he's a core player. They want to help build around. They've got obviously Joey Votto here for the long term till 2023. Tucker Barnhart was given a four year contract in September, and now Suarez is a seven year deal. And you can kind of see they're starting to lock up their their younger guys, and and it's a very club-friendly, but also a very player-friendly contract. I think both sides are going to benefit. You look at the free agent landscape this year, and maybe it doesn't behoove a guy to, to go after and wait it out for free agency, and this kind of gives him some security, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's 26 years old, and I, and I wonder, when, you, when the rest of the clubhouse sees a guy like Suarez, who does things the right way and is an important part of the team, get that extension and get that deal, does it give them even added incentive in terms of some of the guys that don't have a contract yet? Do they look to Suarez now as a leader even more because he has that deal? How does that affect the rest of the clubhouse? Uh, I think it does, and I think it, at least it shows the club that this is a team that if you are one of those guys, that they are going to commit to you. Obviously, when you're a small market team, you can't sign everybody to long-term deals, and you have to pick and choose, and it's certainly an incentive. And Suarez is a guy who's done it right. He, when he came to the Reds in a trade, for Alfredo Simon, which is now going to be considered one of the great steals for the Reds. Yeah. Uh, but when he came to the Reds, he spoke not great English. He, he was definitely one of those guys who didn't uh, – he was a little quiet at first, and little by little he's come out of his shell. And I think he's shown the, the, the Latin players that it's important to, to, to assimilate and be in the, in the clubhouse and be open and friendly. He now does all his interviews in English. He, he's very uh, big on, his, on the Spanish-speaking players learning English. They have a translator, obviously, in the clubhouse, but – uh, he's one of the guys that encourages players like uh, Jose Peraza. 
to to speak English in interviews. And sure enough, Peraz is doing English interviews this season. And I think that's kind of the way he rubs off on players. He also watches other guys like Joey Votto and how he does his business, uh, and especially hitting. And it, I think all of that put together and, and players that are younger than Suarez or, or his peers should be watching and learning, and maybe they can possibly get a deal too. Absolutely. In terms of on the field and in the lineup, where exactly does he fit into the lineup? And on paper, you know, you look at Shebler, Votto, and, and Suarez now. Last year they finished 14th in, in all the majors and runs scored, so middle of the pack. But it seems to me when, you know, I look at those and say those names and look at the roster and the lineup, it seems like they could be a very potent offensive team and really take it up a notch this year. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, it's possible, yeah. They lost one guy in Zach Cozart, but uh, they have several guys that are capable of 25 or more home runs. Suarez hit 26 last year, his career high, and he seems like he could do even better than that. He, he could hit anywhere in the lineup. The second is one spot possible. He could hit fifth. He could hit sixth. Uh, he's definitely a guy that because he can go to all fields now. He's not just a pull hitter. He's really good at going the opposite way. Uh, you know, so far in the lineups that have kind of looked like the opening day lineups from Brian Price, Suarez has batted second behind Billy Hamilton. They like to get a guy up ahead of Joey Votto to drive in. So, so we'll see where he fits in. But it's a very strong lineup. That's the, the one thing that's not really a question mark about the Reds going into the season. Everyone's kind of wondering what's going to happen with the pitching. But the lineup does look pretty good. And if they can hit and the pitching can support it, it could be a, a good year for them. Talking with Reds reporter for MLB.com, Mark Sheldon, and you just uh, did the perfect segue there, Mark. As you mentioned, the pitching staff, certainly some question marks there when we go on just our MLB site. One of the stories there uses the word mysterious surrounding the rotation picture for the Reds. So it's a little mysterious in terms of who's going to be their opening day, who's going to be the full five-man rotation. Some injury concerns with Brandon Finnegan uh, had a bicep strain. How is that all shaping out, and is there a little more of a clear picture now as we approach opening day? It's getting there, but just today even Brian Price was not willing to lay down a, an exact rotation or, or say who was locked in. Uh, obviously, we know Luis Castillo and Homer Bailey are locked in, but Anthony DiScofani opened up another spot when he, go, when he went down with an oblique injury. Finnegan, I, I can't see any way he starts the season not on the disabled list. He hasn't. Uh, he's not on the list to pitch the next five days. He's already starting off behind because he, he's coming in camp from the shoulder issues he had last year. So assuming there's three spots open, uh, Brian did sort of tip his hand that, that Tyler Malley and, and Sal Romano seem to have elevated themselves above the rest. Amir Garrett, who's getting a chance to pitch Sunday, might be that third guy who could get that rotation spot. If Finnegan is ready, then Amir Garrett could go in the bullpen. And, and now they're giving Cody Reed a chance to start uh, on Saturday. And Reed was originally told it was it was going to be a bullpen uh, opportunity for him. So, uh, but I, I I think right now Tyler Malley and Sal Romano are definitely those other two guys. You know, Michael Lorenz and Robert Stevenson haven't pitched all that great. Uh, Lorenzen's pitching today. Uh, it's going to be an important start for him to keep himself in that in the running for a rotation spot. Otherwise, he's going back to the bullpen. And Malley, you mentioned him. He went uh, yesterday, and we're taping this on a Friday, so on Thursday, five scoreless innings. He's one of those young prospects, certainly, that the Reds are hoping uh, takes it to another level. Uh, what did you see from him, not just going five scoreless, but in terms of how comfortable he looks on the mound and maybe ready to take that next step? He looked very comfortable. He's um, One thing about that game, it was he wasn't facing Indians prospects. He was facing their major league lineup. He had, had Edwin Encarnacion, Francisco Lindor, and company in that lineup, and he, he allowed two hits over the five scoreless. And one of the things that, that Brian mentioned is that they, they charged him with the responsibility of working on his secondary stuff during the offseason. Uh, 
And Malley's got a almost a very, very strong uh, four-seam fastball that he can change speeds with. He can have it go up to 96, and he can take it down a notch to 86. But they really wanted him to, to diversify a little bit because he does throw about 70, 75, to 80% of all fastballs, usually in the starts, at least last year in the four games he had. So this year they've asked him to throw a changeup and a slider more, and he, he did that. He threw nearly 20 changeups against Cleveland yesterday. He didn't really get to throw a slider as much. But they were really impressed with his changeup and how he changed speeds, and, and I think that's going to be a huge uh, thing for him going into the season if he does make the rotation. But they're, they're very impressed. One of the things they really love about him is how well he does command his four-seamer. He, they think he's kind of advanced above most 23-, 24-year-olds that, that, that are in the same position. Usually it takes a while to, to get comfortable with fastball command and then working off that, and he seems to have fastball command from jump. And when, he, when you talk about young pitchers uh, doing well, John Farrell worked with many young pitchers with the Red Sox back in the day when he was the pitching coach for the Red Sox. He helped develop John Lester and other guys in that rotation, part of World Series championship teams. They went on to become, of course, the manager of the Red Sox. Um, when you look at John Farrell being brought in as a scout, what was uh, the purpose behind this move, and is it something that the Reds really are embracing as an organization? I think it's, it's a couple of things. One, Farrell comes in, and he has an outsider's view of the organization. There is a feeling sometimes that teams kind of fall in love with their own players, scouts that they signed, or scouts, you know, scouts of players they signed, like the guys they signed. And Farrell has a kind of a clean slate. He comes in, he has no real uh, biases, and maybe he can tell the Reds who he likes in the organization. Also, he can look at players from the other organizations and say what he likes about those teams, too. So he can bring some fresh perspective. Uh, Brian Price got to know John a little bit last year because Luke Farrell, his son, was, was on the team for a short time last year. I think he made nine appearances, including one start against, uh, against the Red Sox, against John Farrell's Red Sox. So uh, Brian got to speak with him a couple of times, and uh, we'll see how it's a fit. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of questions of whether Farrell is a uh, manager in waiting, uh, if anything should happen to Brian Price. But right now it seems like everyone's talking about Farrell is purely a scout that can help the organization. And last question for you, Mark. Uh, real basic one. What's what's the ceiling for this Reds team this year? Well, they, like I said earlier, I think that there's a, a nice uh, optimism about the offense and that if this team does what it's supposed to do hitting-wise, it should do well only if the starting pitching and the bullpen support uh, that effort. Uh, the bullpen is much more improved this year with adding David Hernandez and, and Jared Hughes and uh, – you know, guys like Rysel Iglesias, Wandy Peralta are already here. If Lorenzen goes back in the bullpen, he's a solid guy to have in there. So they have a much better bullpen maybe than last year. But the rotation had a five-plus ERA last year. They had 16 different starters. They dealt with a lot of injuries. And having Finnegan and Scalfani go down doesn't help that perception that maybe there's, there's going to be some issues with the rotation. But with these young guys like Mally, Romano, Amir Garrett, um, and others, it, it has a chance to be a, a good team this year, maybe surprise a few people. Whether they can get to 500 or not, it remains to be seen. But I don't think I wouldn't rule it out if they can pitch as well as they hit. Mark, great stuff as always. We really appreciate the time. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.